It is indeed a pleasure to have this privilege to play here for you. We, we intend to give you a very fine program, so just settle back, relax, and enjoy the moment. 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 Can y'all hear me? One, two. All right. I see my mic. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Facebook. Good morning, Twitch. Um, kind of just really still reeling from yesterday's news, still reeling from, um, a lot of things that took place yesterday. Uh, good morning to all those watching. Um, this is me, Mika Gadsden. I never introduced myself. This is Twitch. This is mic'd up on Twitch. Um, I'm, I may actually use today's uh, show, um, today's live stream. I might put that on the uh, the podcast as well. So folks, who, if you are listening and you're unable to see some of the things that we'll be walking through today, um, ho- I'll, hopefully I'll provide clips or whatever. Um in the show notes of the podcast, but, um, I thought it was really important, critically important. Um, I'm got my fingers crossed that, um, we won't sustain any technical issues. Um, I already saw one little one, but that's not about connectivity. So we're just going to keep it going. going to talk and walk through. And if I do get cut off, if I do get cut off, um, Hey, good morning. Uh, I'll just hop right back on. This is just too important not to take to Twitch. So basically yesterday we learned some disturbing news or there was disturbing development from, uh, reported by Brian Hicks of the post and courier regarding the Jamal Sutherland case. Um, uh, what we learned, uh, for those who don't know, Jamal Sutherland, um, uh, was in uh, police custody, was at the Al Cannon Detention Center uh, early July, excuse me, early January, <clears throat> early January of this year. Uh, and uh, he was brought to Al Cannon. Hey, good morning, Kia on Twitch. Good morning. He was brought to Al Cannon at, after um, getting involved in a physical incident at the mental health facility where he was, was housed, where his family brought him to after having a, an episode, right? Um, and so he was detained at Al Cannon. That's still unclear as to why he was brought to a jail as opposed to a mental health hospital, like a hospital, or th- there is, um, there was another step between mental health facility, traditional mental health facility and Al Cannon. It's still unclear as to why uh, he was brought to the jail, but you know, we have our suspicions. We, we, we know how, uh, Law enforcement, you know, is not always equipped to to respond to mental health issues, and this is this bears that out, right? Um, a lot of the conversation around defund the police. I know people want to act um, obtuse uh, and engage in bad faith arguments about defund the police, including, um, I guess, quite recently Andrew Yang, who's such a, such a shitty candidate running for mayor of New York. But um, you know, people like Andrew Yang, moderates and whatnot, those who are really uh, trying to signal to cap uh, corporate interests, will oftentimes uh, say oh you can't defund the police defund the police literally means that we need to take a closer look at the budget right and instead of growing the police budgets without justification and and instead of robbing other departments um we need to make sure that that the police departments excuse me that the that the mental health departments that the those those services those social services that that should be in place for folks we need to make sure um that they are well funded and well resourced uh so um that's what defund means and and this this unfortunately jamal sutherland's case um 
continues to underscore the need for more mental health um, tools uh, because cops are just not equipped to respond to these issues. Uh, so, so he was, he was um, in custody at Al Cannon and the following morning, I believe he was uh, the, the uh, staff on duty tried to get him to uh, attend his or his hearing, his bond hearing uh, for a misdemeanor charge, y'all. Uh, it's a bond hearing that by law he was uh, allowed to waive, legally allowed to waive. Again, don't know if the deputies uh, were, were made aware of that, don't understand. So he wasn't being compliant. He wasn't listening to them. And so they, of course, use force. Now, that's where we get a little unclear, but we do know the family has viewed the tape. We do know the Post and Courier has spoken to people who have viewed the tape and have found, um, and they have characterized what they see on the video, uh, uh, the video that depicts the, the, the jail staff, the jail deputies and whatnot, seeing them trying to get Jamal Sutherland to comply and to attend the hearing. We know that from those who have watched the tape that um, a knee was placed on, on Jamal Sutherland's back. We know that there was also a spit guard over his head, um, for, and, and, I, and I'm aware of that. I'm sure some of you can visualize that for those who are um, people who, I guess, are in mental health distress or are posing some sort of uh, threat to others. They put the spit guard over um, the head, but then, we, then it gets a little cloudy, right? So I'm going to go ahead. Um, I'm looking at Facebook right now. Um, hey, Butch uh, Kennedy. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. Good morning. Um, thank you for your comment. And thank you for your comments, too, over here on Twitch. I see y'all. Yeah, there's got to be a better way. This is um, on Twitch in the, in the comment section. Uh, Johnic James, there got to be a better way to help people having mental health episodes. Absolutely. And and nor should your should the penalty for uh, having an episode should, should that that shouldn't be death. Right. Like, so if, even if you are experiencing. I'm going to try to move. This browser over. Hold on, y'all. So I can switch the view in a second. Switching the view over. All right, all right. Let's get back to Streamlabs. All right, let's go ahead and switch. All right. So, um, I just this is just uh, what was up real quick, but um, I want to actually walk you through some of the initial reporting from back when this happened. The first reporter to write about um. Jamal's case was Gregory Yee. All right, so this is in April. This is a follow-up. I'm going to see if they tag the other story from Gregory. This is January 12th. All right, so I changed my setup, so I'm back on the smaller monitor over here. So I'm going to blow it up quite large, and hopefully that'll help you all see it as well. I'm going to blow it up quite large. Okay, so again, let's go to the headline. Headline is questions emerge in death of inmate at Charleston County Jail family attorney says, right? So we scroll down. We're going to read this together, y'all. All right, oh, this is back in January. A week after a Goose Creek man died at the, Charleston, at the Charleston County Jail where he was brought by deputies after a confrontation at a mental health facility, an attorney representing the, the man's family says troubling questions have emerged. Jamal Sutherland, age 31 years old, uh, died after an apparent struggle with deputies in his cell at the Al Cannon Detention Center in North Charleston on January 5th. Uh, this is according to 
Mark Pepper, who is the family with the attorney. Uh, then it says that SLED is investigating the case until Tuesday. So, so that was the some of the initial reporting about this case, right? And I remember, remember this, and this is again, I'm going to keep I'm going to keep reminding folks. And if it sounds repetitive, that's the point. Remember, this is on the the heels of uh, the Jason Cooper shooting, officer involved shooting in Charleston. Now, this is North Charleston. This is the sheriff's right sheriff's office. But remember, uh, and on uh, December 29th. Uh, there was an officer involved shooting where Jason Cooper lost his life as well. Right. So these things happen just to give you some sort of context in terms of time. These things happen very close together. All right. So I'm going to go and um, let me go back some. I'm going to see if we can. This was a follow up. This was Gregory E's follow up in April. Okay, and then we know also that Fleming Smith, um, she al she also followed up as well. So this is it. Few answers emerge more than four months after the mental health patient died at the Charleston County Jail. But prosecutor, excuse me, but a prosecutor reviewing the case is hopeful. State investigators probing the circumstances surrounding the death will complete the report soon. Right. All right. So Jamal Sutherland, 31, declared dead at 10:30 a.m. on January 5th at the Alcannon Detention Center in North Charleston. Charleston, according to Charleston County, according to the Charleston County coroner's office, he'd been there less than a day, y'all, less than 24 hours, uh, arriving from a mental health facility uh, following a scuffle with a nurse. Uh, for the past four months, agents with SLED have been going over the case, exploring how and why Sutherland died. But the famously deliberative uh, state police, I don't know if that's the word I would use, right? Uh, but the, fam the famously deliberative state agency um, has been tight-lipped about what, if anything, it found. Despite the delay, the Sutherland family remains steadfast in their pursuit of justice for Jamal, says the, uh, the, the family's attorney, Mark Pepper. Uh, in the meantime, the prosecutor tasked with reviewing SLED's findings and determining whether anyone should be charged with Sutherland's death is optimistic agents will soon submit a report to her office. Okay. Then now the prosecutor, I guess they're talking about Scarlett. Here we go. Scarlett, uh, solicitor Scarlett Wilson right here. Everything is progressing. We've kept the family and the attorney informed. I just want y'all to say, so if you didn't, if, I don't, I don't assume that everyone who watches me on Twitch here. Good morning, Lisa. Uh, I don't know. I don't believe uh, everyone who watches me on Twitch also takes the time and watches my lives. But yesterday, I wanted y'all to pay close attention to the use of the family. Right. And um, I want I want to have a very specific conversation about the family in one second. But Scarlett Wilson did it here in April in this reporting. Like we're, we're keeping up with the family and the attorney. Right. While I'm disappointed, I don't have further report yet. Yada, yada, yada. Right. OK, so um, just now this is a good piece of context here as well. In 2019, and I remember this, uh, there was a big old to do about this. In 2019, Wilson unveiled a plan outlining, gen outlining general guidelines for how in custody deaths, police shootings and other critical incidents involving law enforcement are handled. I remember there's a big to do. It was actually, I believe, a front page story in the Post and Courier. She was also flanked with uh, Charleston Police Department Chief uh, Luther Reynolds. Under the plan, independent investigators like SLED have 60 days to complete a report and submit it to the to the solicitor's office uh, to the solicitor's office. Shout out to Quadro Campbell. Quadro, um, another you know, if you're from Charleston, you know Quadro's bona fides. Uh, you know how he served uh, this city uh, back in the day, and he continues to serve this com this community and others throughout the state of South Carolina. One thing Quadro's been doing ever since this date, this ever since this death um, hit the hit the front pages of the of the newspaper is he's 
beat the drum steadily about accountability about this whole 60 day period. And they've had multiple, as Quadro said yesterday in a conversation, they've had multiple 60 days uh, to divulge information that we just finding out some drips and drabs from reporting and not necessarily from the solicitor, not necessarily from anyone else, right? Now we see also, and I'm gonna catch us up to speed as to where we are as of yesterday, I'm gonna catch you up there. We also see uh, Sheriff Christian Graziano, uh, the mayor of Charleston, the CBD, the police, you know, the Charleston Business District as well, all now responding to the story that posted yesterday, which we're going to get to. Um, but you have not seen them be forthright and they've had ample time. So the 60 day period, why I pause there is very important because they had ample time. And we know how sweat sled is, is used and abused. It's a way to really, um, it's a way to get around uh, giving people information in a timely fashion. And I, though we can't always compare other municipalities and other police departments across the country to Charleston, we can at least say this with what we've been seeing um, around the country, whether it's Micaiah Bryant's killing, right, that was unjustified, whether it's Andrew Brown up in Elizabeth City, right, to our north in North Carolina, um, if you want to take it back to George Floyd, what 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 we've seen at least with um, with Micaiah Bryant in Columbus, Ohio, we saw that we saw that law enforcement office, we saw the we heard the mayor and we heard people on city council push for that tape to be reviewed for that body cam footage to be released immediately you saw that you saw that push for real transparency part of it is because politically these elected officials don't want to be used don't want to become a scapegoat right so politically it's savvy to do but the other thing is too they're meeting the moment and what we see in charleston even after an audit found racial bias even after countless scandals um regarding fake ticket scandals like at least two fake ticket scandals and a quota scandal um no matter after after charleston pd Kills Jason Cooper and refuses to, 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 to release that dash cam footage or that body cam footage. After this, all of this, we still have this tri-county, this low country area still dragging their feet. And we have other states and other municipalities and other um, front lines of other movement work showing us that this is not acceptable. This is unacceptable. This is un this drips and drab that we're getting is unacceptable. Shit, you even had, and, and I've said this, thank you again to my followers who put me on game. You've even had, in, in, in previous years, you've had uh, national publications like the Washington Post write not one, not two, but several stories about how SLED moves here in this state and how SLED literally drags their feet and how they just keep us in this waiting period until we lose interest, until we forget about things. And we're here to tell you that we're not going to forget. And not only am I coming on live to talk about it, I'm also letting you all know that we will be organizing around this issue. It started as early as yesterday evening, right? So we will be organizing around this issue. And as city council and, and, CB, and CPD and the CVB and the Charleston Business District all scramble and send out press releases, and, and, and get everyone out, we'll let you know that the same type of scrambling and, and coordination is going on here. And you won't shut us up. You won't shut us up. You've had ample time to tell us what's going on. You had ample time to show, to show us what, what went on and you refuse to do it. This standard, I know there are state laws and, that, and whatnot that we necessarily can't, we can't necessarily repeal, right? Like that. I, I, I'm full aware, I'm well aware, right? But what we're not gonna do what we're not going to do 
is act like we can't ask for these things. So our demands are going to be quite clear. I'm going to head to the news now so we can play a clip um, as opposed to me. And then we're going to go back to the Post and Courier, um, back to the Post and Courier's reporting. But I thought it was important to, to of course, this is Twitch, so I want to play videos. Uh, so it becomes a little bit easier to, to understand. So let's see the most recent. Here we go right here. This is just a quick hit. I think these are all quick hits. There's a lot going on in the state right now, especially. And oh, oh, and we're going to go to that. Uh, so we're going to go to this. I don't know if you can see my my um, the cursor right here. Uh, the, uh, my mouse right here. We're going to go to this police, this press conference yesterday, too. Um, and we're going to go. But let's hit this Jamal Sutherland sound real quick. The Charleston County Sheriff's Office is responding to the death of an inmate at the Alcannon Detention Center. Sheriff Kristen Graziano says video of the incident hasn't been released because the family isn't ready for the public to see. What so we're going to we're going to get to that. And I'm going to reiterate some things I said on um, on uh, Instagram last night. Um, we're going to get to that because this whole family thing, we see you, we see it. We're, we're not, we're not silly. We know that you're using the family as a shield as well. And you're probably preying upon their, their situation and working in concert with their lawyer to, to come up with this. This is not the, and this is, we're going to have a conversation. Let's just what happened. She says there are several ongoing investigations and that deputies involved are on administrative leave. Ninth Circuit solicitor Wilson says she is speaking with experts and needs more time to determine if criminal charges are. She needs more time. So two women that ran for real, well, ran for election, one for re-election. Scarlett Wilson could have had Ben Pogue, y'all. We could have had Ben Pogue. Imagine if we had Ben Pogue in office right now and this shit went down. Imagine how different this conversation would be. Right. So sh shout out to Black MAGA uh, and that GOP outpost of black black uh, leaders uh, who helped Scarlett Wilson, gave her a glowing endorsement and were part of that big full page ad. Yeah, I'm talking to y'all. And if y'all are on the call today, I'm going to we're going to hold you accountable because this woman right here, she needs more time. This this man was murdered in January. You've seen Scarlett. You've seen the world react to the extrajudicial killings of black people. You mean to tell me that you took off, you ran for office in November, well after George Floyd, well after the protests in Columbia and Charleston and throughout the damn country. You witnessed all of that and you're still not ready. You're still not ready. Shame on those who thought that this woman was qualified to do this job. Shame on y'all who took this little, who endorsed this woman. woman. Shame on you. I'm not just going to go after Christian Graziano. No, 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 no. There's a lot of blame to go around. There's a lot of blame to go around. And shame on those who thought that this prosecutor and her track record and her laissez-faire attitude, her hands-off approach, anytime you ask her a question, it's, oh, sled. So if you can't do the job, if you're not equipped to do the job, you need to step aside. And that's the other thing, too. Like, like, why are we not calling for the firing? Why are we not calling for, I know she was an elected official, but why are we not calling for these people's jobs? You know, you had Al Cannon in there since I was a damn little, since I was a little girl. You had Al Cannon in place since, since the 80s. Why, why are all these elected officials allowed to keep their jobs in perpetuity until they feel like they want to retire and, and capitalize off the, all the relationships that they've made while they were in power? 
Why we got 40-year mayors and shit and, and 40-year uh, sheriffs, sheriffs and solicitors who don't do their job? Why are we not calling for them? They work for us. And yeah, and, and Kristen Graziano, you stumbled out the gate. Because, like I said yesterday on, on my other platforms, what you, so you, if your hands are tied because of the policies around firing and policies around how things happen after there's an officer-involved death or shooting or something like that, if your hands are tied, what I'm a, the least you could do is communicate how this is unacceptable. The least you could do is go out and take a stand against this type of shit happening in your in your. Uh, a facility under your leadership, under your watch. The least you could do is be demonstrative and condemning this. No matter you, there, no matter how you how you sliced it, it's not going to interfere with an investigation. If you come out and say deaths in my jail will not be acceptable, period, period. That's what you could have done. Right, but you didn't do that. So both both Scarlett and um and and uh, Kristen, they have a lot to answer to. They have a lot to answer to. All right, so I want to get to yesterday's um. Well, no, I'm not going to play this because that's WCIV. Um, and I already read their their coverage of it. Remember WCIV Channel News Four Sinclair Station. Um, not the best. We're gonna get to the Brian Hicks piece that uh, and then we're gonna go back to the to the video of yesterday's press conference with law enforcement and city officials. Okay. Good morning, Laura on Facebook. Good morning, Letitia. Grand rising. Yep. They voted. They voted. Look at that. Let me read this um, from Facebook real quick. Letitia in the chat on Facebook, you said um, they voted on a firing squad, right? Right. Inmates still get COVID and haven't seen their families or received appropriate medical care for over a year. This is according to Letitia Amaro with the Black Liberation Fund on Facebook. Thank you for your contributions to this conversation. And we haven't even gotten, Letitia, you, you messaged me about this last night. We haven't even gotten about the juvenile justice situation, which to, to, to Christian Graziano's credit, she made that one of her top tier items to address. And yes, a lot of things are not Christian Graziano's. There's a lot of things she has to unspool, a lot of tangled mess that Al, Al Cannon started, initiated, and perpetuated for damn near 40 years, right? But this death happened under her watch. And this is something she's going to have to account for. So the juvenile justice part, I, I need to be caught up to speed as to what, what progress has been made. The ICE contract being canceled was one of the more high-profile uh, campaign promises that she came through on, right? Cool. But we need to know what's going on with black, black people dying in your custody. Shoot, forget black people. Anyone dying in your custody, especially someone suffering from a mental health episode, right? That's important. So this is yesterday's article. Thank you, Letitia, again. Um, and I see you, Laura. Good morning. Um, let's just, so this is the article that set the whole city on fire, right? So basically this came out and everyone was hitting me up. Y'all know I read the paper, so thank you. <laughs> um, but uh, this is what got everyone going, including city council, including um, the mayor, everything. So this is according to Brian Hicks. Now this is at least the third reporter from the Post and Courier that I've seen uh cover this story so this is interesting as well so jamal Sutherland is not yet a household name but every law enforcement and elected official in the low country already knows who he is they fear when the video of his death at the charleston county jail goes public 
Okay. And that could be soon, as soon as this week, according to Brian Hicks, it could be as soon as this week. Everyone in the country will know Sutherland's name. State and local officials are quietly preparing for that to go poorly. I wonder why. All right, Sutherland, 31 years old. Again, we're just going to go over the details again. Sutherland, 31 years old, died on January 5th as jail personnel tried to take him from his cell to a bond hearing on a misdemeanor charge. Those who have seen the video say it's horrifying. They evoke the name George Floyd and predict that some will call it murder. I want to pause right there for emphasis for effect. They predict that some people will call it murder. The truth may be more complicated, according to a pathologist. Um, and this is where it gets, now this is the part I didn't read on IG that where it gets tricky, y'all. A pathologist says the cause of Sutherland's death remains undetermined. But such nuance sometimes doesn't translate on TV. And this is where Hicks does his little traditional bullshit of both sides, right? This is what this is where Hicks does his his his, his thing because this is damn near an, it feels like an opinion, right? All right, but it ain't an opinion, okay? But this is where Hicks kind of he he can get slippery, y'all, and I that's why I'm not a big fan of, uh, and I'm surprised that he's on this beat right here. All right, so they're saying nuance doesn't translate on TV. Let me tell you about some nuance. The, the, how much nuance do I need to know that a, a guy suffering a mental health break dies in police custody, right? How much, how much more nuance you're trying to drag him, you're trying to get him to a, a hearing that he doesn't even have to attend on a Mr. Mucha. Why this man wasn't ticketed and sent back to another hospital or sent to another type of facility? Why this man wasn't ticketed and released? But yet, but yet he was, he was jailed for having a mental health episode. So I don't know about that. Where, where that nuance at? Can we get to that nuance? Do we need nuance as to why people suffering from mental health? And yeah, if they, yeah, folks with mental health can get violent. Yeah. So there needs to be someone in place. There needs to be a, a body in place that knows how to handle that without it resulting in someone's loss of life. So I, I just wanted to, so, you know, as Hicks gets a little fly, starts feeling himself, um, cause you know, he wants to be on this story, right? But such nuance sometimes doesn't translate on TV and social media these days, especially when an African-American prisoner dies in custody, see, in, in custody of white jailers, um, especially with the strain, especially with strained police community relations across the nation. Who created this? Who's killing us? <laughs> Who's killing us? How dare you? How dare you attribute this to, 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 um, pop culture or social media frenzy or something trending. How dare you do that? These are literal lives. These are cops coming and overreacting and using gratuitous levels of force to, to subdue, to subdue people and to, and to, and I don't know, do their fucking job. It's just ridiculous. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start looking in the chat over here at Twitch. Um, looking at some of the comments. Yeah. As far in regards to the 60 days, um, Donna, you said, um, yeah, more time to cover up, right? That's why you need more time, right? All right, so bails out. You just said the police insist on being given the benefit of the doubt and nuance, yet the public can get none. Not only, exactly, not only do we not get benefit of the not only did Jamal Sutherland not, not get benefit of the doubt or due process, right? We're not even given the full story as to what happened. First, you tell, we find out one time that he was tased. Now we find out there was a knee on his back and he had one of those spit guard things over his head, Right? And now look, look, look how tricky it starts to get. I didn't read this because this would have got me hot last night. And Instagram was already acting up and, and cut out a chunk 
<laughs> of my rant. I just saw that uh, this morning. Uh, there are good reasons for local officials to be nervous because we've seen this sort of thing all too often. Local and state investigators are examining Sutherland's death and uh, and the feds may get involved soon. The feds have already been briefed. The FBI has already been briefed as per Scarlett Wilson. Shout out to my followers on Instagram who have shared um, press releases and other communication um, regarding this incident. But I believe Scarlett Wilson released um, a, a statement yesterday as well. Right. So the feds are already involved. Uh, but the inevitable delays of a complicated investigation, it's not that complicated. It's not that complicated. Right. And this is the press being complicit in the cover up and even framing it that way. I think that's a I think that's um. While I do think that there are a, a, a number of details and things are, are uh, there's a lot of political things at play here. The investigation itself, it's it's not, it's not. We're not going to put some sort of level of of um, complexity on something that, and, and that's the thing about the George Floyd case, right? It took a whole world marching. It took a whole world marching and someone holding and, and filming him, uh, filming his death in real time. It took all of that, and even that. We weren't confident. We weren't confident that we'd get a conviction because since I've been born, you've been telling me that my eyes are lying to me. And so this is another way of doing that, like setting it up. Or, oh, well, well, did he struggle? Well, maybe they had to do that. Well, he did. He did hit a nurse at the mental health facility. So uh, apparently, you know, they're already framing the argument. They're already blaming Jamal for his own death. Right. They're already doing that. Oh, it's complicated. Well, you know, no, your eyes see what your eyes see. And there's so many off ramps before you get to murder. There's so many. And if you don't like that word, there's so many off ramps before you get to manslaughter, before you get to an untimely death, before you get the use of force. There's so many off ramps that you could take before you get there. But we always get to the, we get, for some reason, this is just acceptable and, con and and just something that happens here right all right so um it says he goes on and says but the inevitable delay delays of a complicated investigation have led activists to, to, to suggest there's a cover-up so so they don't like the word cover-up apparently hicks doesn't like the word cover-up what else would you call it if there's lack of transparency, if, if we have literal laws in place that prevent us from seeing not just body cam footage, but dash cam footage. And if SLED can continuously, continuously be used as a shield to hide the, the, the evidence, to hide the truth, what would you call it? It's almost like the whole race issue here in, 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 um, in, in America, like but white folks say, well, you can't say that I'm racist because it's not this explicit uh, cross burning or wearing of hoods or use of the N word with the hard R. No, there, there are other types. There are other there are levels of there are levels and gradations and shades uh, to that. Right. Same thing goes here. So if you don't like the word cover up, well, what would you like? Because it's definitely not clear. We definitely don't know the details. We de it's, he's died in January, dude. It's May. It's mid-May. What would you call it, Brian? This is a slow trudge of justice. Release the video. If you if you're confident in your policing and you're confident that you follow protocol and you're confident in your deputy's ability to to uh, to police bodies in this jail, release the tape. But you want to say, oh, the family, the family, the family, the family. Okay. 
I want to get down to more of, um, well, let's read this part right here. <clears throat> it's too soon to say whether criminal charges or a civil rights violation um, are warranted. Uh, Solicitor Scarlett Wilson said on Tuesday, uh, excuse me, let me just read it, read it properly. Scarlett Wilson on Tuesday released the findings of Dr. J.C. Upshaw Downs, Upshaw Downs, y'all, a pathologist who suggested that Sutherland's reaction, look, 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 a, so Tuesday, this was Scarlett. This is how Scarlett, she was planning to cover her ass, right? On Tuesday, the, the findings of Dr. J.C. Upshaw Downs, a pathologist who suggested that Sutherland's reaction to medication may have played a role in his death. So just like with the George Floyd situation, they're playing, they're pulling from that playbook right there. I'm gonna hop over to, to Facebook and read uh, what Laura just wrote. If someone was murdered this way in a suburban neighborhood it would be homicide full stop there wouldn't be a conversation about it you're right and it is ridiculous thank you laura um for adding that absolutely i hate to say it too kia if you're still watching kia you're right i thought about it but we need like a ben crump we need all oh, and we're we're doing that because the the lawyers this is me and this is reckless speculation i'm gonna admit this but I said this last night on the live. I believe the lawyers, when it's a case this political, this potentially combustible, combustible, right? When it's a case this incendiary, I have no doubt in my mind that these lawyers have been pulled aside by powerful interests and been asked to lobby for certain approaches for the family. It's not it's not outside the realm of possibility to, 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 to imagine the lawyers that's representing the family and trying to hurry with the settlement, because that's the other thing that's happening right now. The family's already in mediation. See how quick that happened? Mediation happened before the tape comes out. Who's who's really acting on the best in the best interest of the family? It doesn't feel like this lawyer is doing that. I feel like this lawyer is is making sure that the family is saying the same thing we saw during the Walter Scott uh murder right which is oh peace oh trot out the mother trot out the family oh we can't y'all settle down everyone settle down let me tell you something we're not doing that this time and it's not about going to the streets it's not a threat to go tear down no businesses no we're saying that we're not going to be quiet and that we're organizing very thoughtfully and intentionally around this issue and we will not be quelled because every time something happens these lawyers are working in concert with the feds they're working in concert with elected officials shout out to the lawyers who reached out to me privately and gave me some tidbits of information that helped color this response that i'm, I'm giving y'all right now right so these lawyers are already being pulled aside and say, hey, if we can, look, we, hey, tell the family, let the family know that we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Let the family know we go, we're working on this, we got, we got this going. Yeah, let them know, like, we're, hey, we've got 24-hour access to me anytime. We're working on some things right here. We want to absolutely make sure this doesn't ever happen again. And not only that, we're working on a settlement. They float a number. They lowball the family. And then so the response you get in the paper is, oh, 
the family wants you to be no 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 no. we can respect the family and hold space for the family and have grace for the family we're going to do that but we're going to talk about the bigger issue which is this is a policy that impacts everybody in charleston black and white brown whatever but this impacts everybody in charleston and we're going to have this conversation about this policy we're going to talk about this empty bullshit y'all wearing body cams that y'all will not release footage from that we've paid for so take them shits off and give me back my money if you're not going to use, if you're not going to disclose information, right? If you're not going to, you're not going to be transparent in real life, not that bullshit transparency, right? Like releasing your, your, your squad car, your squad car calls following the uprisings in May and, 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 and having uh, Gregory E. do a, a, a timeline of events and how the cops were under siege. Not that bullshit selective transparency, that, that strategic transparency, right? You won't even call your, your ticket quota a quota, but I'm supposed to trust and believe you, Chief Reynolds? You gonna lie to my face on TV? I'm supposed to believe you? You, can, you can't even tell me the truth about a fucking ticket quota and, and all that other shit that you got going on. You got a literal private chat of cops conspiring to write fake tickets to meet your quota so you can go back and with these with these trumped up stats, go back to the CVB and other interests and say, look, look how good, look how good we're doing policing. Look, look how, look at our policing numbers. Look at how many tickets we wrote. Look, look at the areas that we, we've targeted. Look how many arrests we made on this side and that side. We know how this works. Shit, you could just watch fucking episode or season three of The Wire and fucking figure this shit out. This ain't fucking hard. Seriously, like, stop. <laughs> stop. And let me get back to this story right here because this is interesting. So they're already blaming, they're already blaming Jamal Sutherland for his own death. So now Scar Scarlett has floated out to the media that pathologists say, even though they just said undetermined, they don't know how he died. They don't know how a black man, 31 years old, we don't know how he died. Okay. But they suggest that it was a reaction to the medication. So literally you had all this time Scarlett to come up with some shit and you come up with this copy and paste bullshit from the George Floyd's uh, defense team. Um, excuse me, from the, from the Derek Chauvin defense team. Got you. Right. Down says he found no unusual or excessive interactions or areas of, in direct that, that direct that concern. Cool. Show me the tape. We'll see. Show me the tape. Cause, and if you remember y'all, y'all remember when like, it came out during the trial, the Derek Chauvin trial, you remember with the initial reports from the Derek Chauvin trial, the initial report said that George Floyd died after a police inter, uh, inter interaction remember that so had it not been for that video they would have rocked with that and you also bring it back local remember slager slager didn't know that fade in santana was filming him from a cell phone just a few yards away what did michael slager put in his report he lied about that what did we see him do on tape plant evidence near walter scott's dying body not a, not offer any aid Right. They lie. They lie. They kill with impunity and they lie about it. And then they want to blame it on. And in the reporting, they make sure to say, well, you know, I smelled marijuana. Uh, it, uh, what they do with Rodney King, PCP, uh, superhuman strength. He was he was just indomitable. I had to use deadly force. Keep justifying our murders. She playing herself with this shit right here. They playing themselves with this one because if that video comes out, we got some we got some medical interaction. Now, and, and this is so funny. Y'all so quick to come up with the medical this and medical that. Why y'all didn't give this man the, the proper medical treatment he needed? 
Why, why wasn't why wasn't he afforded the proper medical treatment that he needed as a mental health patient? Why didn't you code him in the paperwork as having mental health issues? You didn't even process him in that way at Al Cannon after you picked him up from a mental health facility. So we're already suggesting that he he died because, you know, his medication, he had a, 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 a interaction an unfortunate interaction with medication and they found no unusual or excessive interactions. Oh, if there's a knee in the back, well, let's get to that. Cause that's, that's, that's gotta be in here. That's gotta be in here. We're not even going to, we ain't going to cover, um, and see, um, let me see, let me see, let me see. Let's see. I think this part gets in, here we go. So this gets into the, the situation. This was Gregory Yee. Um, this was Gregory's report and they were suggesting right here. Shortly after the incident, family attorney Mark Pepper told the Post and Courier's Greg Yee that Sutherland was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and schizophrenia uh, in his teens and received regular treatment ever since. His parents occasionally checked him into the Palmetto Low Country Behavioral Health uh, when symptoms of his illness surfaced. They last took him there just after New Year's uh, on January 4th. Uh, so then at the Palmetto Low Country Behavioral Health Center, Two patients at that center attacked a staff member. Sutherland was in the room. He became agitated, eventually tackling another staffer. North Charleston uh, police, Charleston County EMS responded. Sutherland was charged with one count of third degree assault and battery, then transported to jail. Activists argue Sutherland simply should have been ticketed for the misdemeanor. Absolutely. If he had to leave the facility, they say he could have been taken to a hospital. He surely could have. All right. At the Al Cannon Detention Center, Sutherland refused to leave his cell for a bond hearing. Uh, deputies were overheard, excuse me, deputies were ordered to take him anyway. Now, who placed that order? That's where we need extra clarity with, too. Right? Yeah, Mark Pepper is the, um, is the, is the lawyer, if someone's asking that. Um, uh, so who placed that order? Who gave him? Because he doesn't. Now, see, this is why I got to go find Fleming, um, Fleming Smith's, uh, I think it's I think it's Fleming's name wrong. Let's see. This might be the no. There were um there there was there was something else. There was an article that described that he did not have to go to that hearing. I'll find it later and I'll share it later. Okay, so here we go. Here's the here's the part that's really disturbing, y'all. And I just want to say trigger warning because this is this is very disturbing things to talk about. This is very very uncomfortable for me. I'm trying to blaze through it carefully. Um, I'm trying to do a bunch of things at once, which is respect the family, but also bring you the facts that need to, that people are not really sifting through, right? So he could have been taken to a hospital at the Alcana Detention Center. Sutherland refused to leave his cell for a bond hearing. Again, a bond hearing he did not have to attend. He could have waived his, he had to waive his right to that hearing. It's a misdemeanor charge, y'all. Deputies were ordered to take him anyway. People who have viewed the video say the deputy put a knee on Sutherland's back while handcuffing him. That is a legal police procedure. I guess according to Hicks, but we need to see what, what, what it was for us to determine whether it looked crazy. All right. But to some, it will no doubt invoke the memory of former Minneapolis cop, Derek Chauvin holding his knee on George Floyd's neck. All right. Uh, that's just one of several bad images reportedly on the video. Sutherland had a spit guard covering his face. 
So there might be some breathing issues there, right? Okay, so the spit guard covering his face, which is jail protocol. Uh, deputies fire stun guns repeatedly in attempt to subdue him. Uh, and this is, I just want to lift up something that my friend Evelyn, who's chimed in on Twitch in previous uh, streams, has said this. We got to stop thinking that tasers are less lethal. Oh, wait. Um, Fernando, I'm seeing you drop something in the chat. I'm, I'm going to try to figure it out what you just sent me. Well, can you tell me what it is? Can you type what it is, Fernando? Is it something real gross from Mark Pepper or something? Or is the oh, is it the article? Just um, I'm gonna try to click on it in, on in a second. Okay, and now I, I lost my train of thought real quick. Hold up. Oh, Evelyn. So so we need to stop thinking. We need to stop thinking that tasers are less lethal because tasers can also. Uh, cause death right we know that if you keep squeezing it it can it can have people go into cardiac arrest that's another thing we need to talk about yes i know we, we want them to use a taser rather than a bullet of course but we need to stop acting like tasers are like this just oh it's just something that subdue them it's just a little no it's literally sending electric currents throughout your body and depending on and this is where i will this is where I will yield to the whole medication thing. If this brother was on medication for his mental health, for his mental illness, yeah, these are things you need to consider before you use that type of force. And this is the use of force. I, I believe just if you discharge your firearm, that's an issue. I think if you discharge these tasers that could lead to death, that needs to be investigated just as thoroughly. That needs to be treated just as severely as someone who discharges a gun, in my opinion, right? Kia, you wrote, um, if I'm mistaken, is Mark Pepper the lawyer? Yeah, Mark Pepper is the lawyer. Right. I know. I know it's complicated. It's complicated. I know. I see. I see, Fernando. Okay, let me let me click on this link real quick, and then I'll go back. Oh, can't click. Can't click on it. Can't click on it for some reason. All right. So, um, so this is the broad strokes. Uh, and then here comes Brian. Here comes um, Brian Hicks talking about the implications, right? So this is what really this is what Charleston's really scared about. This is what they're really worried about. They're not really worried about black lives and and cops really cracking down on um, or cops stopping stopping the cops from killing us or beating us or uh, shooting uh, gas canisters at young protesters in yoga pants um, or arresting people for taking a knee in Marion Square. They're not really dedicated or committed to stopping that you know or rolling down king thank you i see you fernando thank you for the text rolling down king and calhoun and and, and militarized uh vehicles and whatnot it's amazing too how we didn't see any of this when the proud boys came in literal militarized vehicles the proud boys came and lacy and and, and and terrorized businesses albeit those businesses were in somerville but the proud boys came to charleston at a rally where city councilman Harry Griffin was scheduled to appear with them. Proud boys. You didn't see any type of tanks coming down, any type of SWAT team from Mount Pleasant come. You didn't see that shit. It's amazing how that, but now it's, it's all hands on deck because, hey, you know what? We killed somebody and, and the tape don't look too good. And I'm gonna have to tell you this, for this story to come out at this time, and for all these uh, uh, city officials to be reaching out and, and wringing their hands, it must be bad. The video must be bad, y'all. So Brian is making, the, making this case right here that no matter what the investigators conclude, whether it was a crime or could be prosecuted, several lo local leaders fear horrific images will draw national attention, as it should. 
Charleston hates Charleston hates the eyes on them for the wrong reason. They spend too much money with Condé Nast, y'all. They pay every year they pay to be number one city. They pay every year damn near millions of dollars, if not by now it's millions of dollars to Condé Nast to be touted as the number one city in America for 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 um for peddling antebellum fantasies steeped in racist white supremacy, right? They want to be known for that. They look, guys, look, look, we want to be known for trafficking and black trauma. We don't want to be known as like killing them in real time. We want to romanticize black death. Those cobblestones, yeah, we know there are ballast stones that were used to balance the weight on slave ships. We know that, but but we'll just make them really pretty. We'll get a bunch of influences here and we'll pay Condé Nast a lot of money. And we'll 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 team up with cities like Greenville and, and, and get front page stories like the, the front page of the Wall Street Journal. Y'all saw that other day Greenville got the front page of the Wall Street Journal. Our tourism industry got over twenty million dollars in COVID relief money. They don't mind selling you black death as a vacation destination high highlight. They don't mind selling that. They just don't want it, they want it to be look, look to look pretty. Oh, we know. You know what? Let's let's turn the citadel into let's turn the, the the original citadel that was that was built to to police black bodies and to punish and torture black bodies and, and put down any type of slave insurrection. Let, let's turn it into a hotel and paint it pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. We're not gonna tell anyone what what actually took place in there. No, 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 no. no. Mm mm. Mm mm. Let's let's talk about the sunbathers in Marion Square. Don't, we're not gonna tell anyone that, that the Marion Square is shaped like a like a Confederate flag. Yeah. So Brian Hicks goes on to say, no matter what the investigators conclude, yada yada yada, it's gonna get national outrage, and all of this could play out in the Low Country. All of this could play out as the low country is busy with the PGA championship next week at Kiowa. You tell me how the fuck this got to, what the fuck this got to do with anything, but I'm glad he put it in there because now we know, now we know what y'all care about. Now we know what your currency is. The fucking PGA, the cruise ships coming back, food and bev and gig pro apps where we're unfed un um un back no no background checks on all this talent you bringing into these kitchens and and and, and on king street and and meeting and all that you're not even you're not even vetting these motherfuckers that come for these jobs that work in these kitchens with these young girls and, and these young hostesses and and all of that this is what you really give a fuck about the chat over here in twitch is picking up let me see what's going on yeah, let's turn the old slave market into a city market. Absolutely. The cobblestones were used for what? They are ballast stones. So the cobblestones were used to, I'll, I'll put a video up later on, on Instagram, Jonic. The cobblestones were used to balance the slave ships coming over here. So, and so they had these excess stones to, to right the ship with all the human cargo on it. And so the stone, the excess stones went to the streets. And it's not just here, it's Louisiana, it's a bunch of places. They're ballast stones. And some of them used to look different, like rectangular, but the cobblestones were used to, to right the, the weight of the ship. I'm telling you, you'd be surprised how much uh, actual uh, human carnage has been turned into hospitality and tourism here, including, including the plantations, <laughs> right? The real human torture 
<laughs> and exploitation and, and murder and rape. But yeah, let's call them gardens and have Blake Lively uh, and Ryan Reynolds get married there. Okay. Fernando, welcome to Twitch. It's important that you also ask about uh, the flow of information that is available and who has it and who is made and how it's made available. Thank you, Fernando. Thank you. And I know, Fernando, I know you're working with, with Emily and the gang over on that side, too. I want to lift up your work that you're doing because I know you'll be able to ask some of these questions. But this flow of information is very concerning. All right. All right. We have another comment. I had no idea about the cobblestones. Yep. I get chills anytime near Market Street. Absolutely. Absolutely. This, this place is not designed to be hospitable to black people. It's not. It's not. I don't care how much sub. Uh, uh, it's just not. Um. So yeah, this is what. So we're talking about the death. We're talking about the death of a man in mental health distress, and we're gonna have the nerve to bring up this fucking. But I told y'all, y'all remember? I told y'all boycott that PGA. I told y'all. I told y'all to do that. I told y'all. That's their crown jewel. Stop going up there playing whack-a-mole every weekend on the battery. Rita, Rita got it. Rita got it. Rita and the gang got it. Let your white accomplices get that. Stop playing whack-a-mole and talking to some 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 inbred idiot with a three percenters decal on his truck. Stop playing with him and start really going for their neck. Since they since they since they this is what they care about. They care about Condé Nast. They care about where that twenty million dollars or that more than twenty million dollars where that's going. That's what they care about. They care about tourism. And look, look, and this is what they're proud of, right? Charleston remained relatively calm in the aftermath of Scott's 2015 killing and the massacre of AME, but that was six years ago. I'm going to switch cameras real quick and tell you why you should never be proud of, oh, you should never be proud of what happened after, after Mother Emanuel. I said this on, on Instagram Live, and I don't care if anyone doesn't agree with me. This is what I feel. And I, and I actually, I know I'm not alone. Shout out to everyone who's messaged me in my DMs about this as well. There's nothing to be proud about that we didn't take to the streets after Mother Emanuel. A lot of y'all like, well, cops didn't kill anyone who was dealing roof. No, no, no. That happened to us. That was an act of terrorism that happened to us. That was our time. That was our moment to start asking for things, to feel safe and to, asking for things that make us feel at home in a city that we built. Oftentimes I tell y'all, I'm a Gullah Geechee descendant. My daddy was born on Wamala Island. All right, my last name is Gazden. This city is my motherfucking birthright. And I don't say that, I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not saying that lightly. I'm not even making a joke. This city is my birthright. My ancestors built this city. And the fact that I don't feel comfortable, the fact that there aren't any black cultural haunts left, the fact that that black folks who do remain on the peninsula have been pushed to low income housing. They've been relegated to low wage jobs. The fact that you're trying to fill, continue to fill and finish filling the Gadsden Creek, the last remaining four acres of tidal wetlands that act, that have a literal drainage feature that if you would have not filled up that whole Lockwood where these black people were flourishing and building and, and, and earning money over and back to green. Had you not filled that in and let that marsh do its job, you wouldn't have any flooding over there. Hell, you wouldn't even have any streets over there. Right. Right. So like, so, so, so mother Emmanuel, bring it back to that. Mother Emmanuel was our time to ask for better. Mother Emmanuel was our time to say, you know what? I don't feel safe 
in this city anymore. If it's not explicit violence, it's the violence that comes with redlining, that comes with redistricting, which comes with us not having any political power. If it's not explicit violence that at the hands of a white supremacist, it comes in the form of my churches can't even can't even stay on the peninsula anymore. More and more black churches have uprooted and left. And so that's what you ask for after a terrorist comes and 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 and, and victimizes your community. You ask for everything you are owed because they have yet to even acknowledge that what they did to us justifies reparations, justifies reparative justice. They have yet to even say that. They don't even have the fucking, they don't have the, the damn spine to say, you know what? Slavery was fucked up. We need to apologize as a collective. You got literal black lawmakers on that council right now carrying the water of white supremacists, literally carrying the water of white supremacists. And y'all fell for it. And then, and I'm going to say this, and I don't care to have, to have Marlon Kempson and Wendell Gilliard take to a microphone the day of the protest last year and to get people to calm down. Again, you fumbling your political currency. You are fumbling your leverage. And I don't know why you made that calculation that that was smart to get up there with your black ass and take to the mic. And it's the same shit they're going to try to get me to do this weekend. And I'm not for it. I'm not for it. I'm not agreeing to anything. I'm not going into any room without demands being met, being met. You're not going to use my black body at no press conference to tell people to stand down. We need justice. Fuck all that peace shit. We need justice. And it doesn't mean, no, this is not Mika saying, Mika said, take to the streets. Mika said, go on King Street. Mika said, nope. Don't even, you're not going to get me jammed up. Not even saying that. We are demanding justice. We are demanding to meet with our lawmakers. And we are demanding that they do their fucking job that we pay them to do. We are demanding that they be really transparent and not just keep saying that word. We are demanding they stop weaponizing that family against other black people. If you cared about the family so much, the, their son wouldn't be dead right now. If you cared about the family so much, the family is such, such a concern for you, their son wouldn't be dead right now. And you're going to try to make me fall for that trick? Oh, the family, the family, the family. Not falling for it. Y'all shouldn't fall for it. Y'all shouldn't fall for it. Oh, the family well, trotting out and God rest her soul, trotting out Walter Scott's mother. I, I'm assuming they didn't know how they were being used against us. And calls for justice cannot always be reduced to violence. Calls for reform, calls for you to fucking uh, 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 follow through or, or comply with a FOIA request. That's not tantamount to a, a, a rock going through a window. So I need you to stop comparing what I'm asking for or what people that I'm in community, the organizers I'm in community with. Stop comparing that to some people who stayed around at, late at night like the Boogaloo Boys, like the white nationalists that were there, literal white nationalists that were there hanging out, didn't make the story. John Golden got the pictures. I don't know why the Post and Curry didn't get the Hawaiian shirts. I don't know why in the, in the, in the gas mask. I don't know why y'all didn't get that Post and Courier, but you made sure to get the black guy with his arm stretched out by a police squad car, right? So you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna try to compare what we're calling for to what happened at night when, when, night, when night fell right 
You're going to try to compare these calls for justice, for reform, for transparency, for you to actually follow through with some of the recommendations following the police audit in 2019. You're going to, you're going to keep doing that. And that's not the same. I'm not, I'm not, and I'm, this is where I'm going to hurt feelings. I'm not one of them little kids out here playing games, trying to provoke cops. It ain't never been like that. I'm a whole grown woman and I organize different, right? I organize different. So stop comparing me to them little kids that y'all keep having in the rooms, right? Who are, who are, who are satiated and sated with, you know, who are satiated with proximity and being called. You can't summon me with no text, Graziano. City council. Yeah, I'll listen. But I'm a li but I got terms that need to be met before before that. This is why y'all don't invite me nowhere either, and I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I'm just so tired. I'm so tired. Oh, the family, the family. Oh, the the family, the family. You can love the family. I'm a black woman. I'm a black woman. I'm, I'm, I'm the daughter of Jim Crow refugees. I love my people. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have chose, I wouldn't have, have selected Charleston as my place to live if I didn't love black people. Because Lord knows I'm not here for the money. Lord knows I'm not here. <laughs> I'm not here because it's affordable. I love my people, my community. I can love on the Sutherland family and my fight for justice is how I express my love for that family. My cause for justice is how I express my love for that family and not just that family, the Scott family and not just that family, countless other Jason Cooper's family, right? The young boys that got chased down in the market area for selling the $2 rose and wrestled to the ground, wrestled by a grown ass tourist that should have been arrested for touching a fucking child. But the cop, because you got beat on your foot, the cop let this man do a citizen's arrest to jail a child for selling a $2 rose. I, that, I'm fighting for that. I'm fighting for those families. How dare you keep saying, well, the family's wishes. So Scarlett is doing it, Christian Graziano. Hey, and, 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 and I, again, I am leery of the representation of the family. I am leery because if y'all settling and mediating before this tape comes out, before you can get, before you can get public sentiment, national public sentiment behind you, I don't like, like they are rushing you to this so you can close the case and say, oh no, the family's, this ain't, and that's why it's not, this is why you can't, this is why you can't make it about one family. This is how you, this is how these politicians keep fumbling the ball. This is why you can't make it about one family. Because when that one family does what's in the best interest of them, right? And I'm not faulting them, right? But when that family does what's in the best interest of them and, and, and their well-being, it's going to result in a settlement. And there's going to be things that can't be disclosed and yada, yada, yada. And they're going to use that to say, well, you know, they took it. They, they said it's done. It's a wrap. They, they agreed to these terms. And that's why it can't, it can't be just about the families. You can't put us in that corner where we're only talking about one family, the family that was the most directly impacted. I get you, but we can't make it about one family. It has to be about the larger system. It has to be about the larger system. It has to be about the budget. It has to be about protocols. It has to be about health and safety. 
This is a bigger issue. This is not about me competing with any other media market or anything. This is about systemic issues going on in Charleston that have been substantiated by their literal audits. Audits co conducted by literal cops saying, hey, we got an issue here. Yes, that's CPD, but we also know what Al Cannon has wrought. We know what Al Cannon was up to for his damn near 40 years in power. We know how Al Cannon disproportionately uh, uh, police immigrant communities. Black and brown communities. We know what's going on with the Juvenile Justice Center. We know what's going on over there. There are a lot of issues. There are a lot of issues there. That's why it can't be about one family. It has to be about broad sweeping changes. And like, and for anyone out there arguing, for anyone out there going to take to a podium this weekend and stand with our elected officials and calls for peace before you even get any type of justice, you're playing yourself. You're playing yourself. And that's how they typically do. They'll get the clergy. They'll trot them out. They'll get the family. They'll trot them out. They'll get an inexperienced young organizer and trot them out. And then say, hey, we're all coming together and we're calling for peace. Meanwhile, never giving you any justice. Never giving you anything that resembles justice. You didn't get anything met. Right. It's a it's, it's a it, we got to We got to We're in the time right now when not only our only black elected congressperson. Is talking about police reform. Not only is Clyburn talking about police reform, we've got Tim Scott talking about police reform. Right. We've got we've got Lindsey Graham talking about police reform. And so what we're going to rush to keep this shit quiet because the PGA coming. Fuck that. Fuck that. I'm sorry for being sophomore. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fernando in here. Um, okay. Fernando, what you write in here and, and on Twitch mediation settlement for one family is not justice when the system isn't changed. Bingo, a system. Okay. Jump real quick. A system based on historical evidence will continue to abuse Brown and black communities. Constituents. Absolutely. Yeah. So let me, let me, let's get back to, to YouTube real quick. I'm hot. I'm just, thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for still, I'm so just, I got to get this. I, I hope they all heard because I'm tired. I'm, I'm really tired. And they're going to try to do everything to make this about what it's not. And they keep, and I, and I said this last night, I was laughing because they they do the same thing okay so this is the other part this is the other part before i play this video i had to say it they think we dumb they they think they think we're dumb they don't they don't acknowledge they don't acknowledge um for some reason they a lot of people who come to me don't know that i'm already in community with other people like they don't, they don't know that. They don't know that I'm talking to people and not just black people, y'all. <laughs> Duh. I've got all kinds of friends, all kinds of colleagues, all kinds of acquaintances who float me information. A, a lot, a lot. They work at y'all's favorite institutions. There's a, a lot of good people in places that I would never work trying to do good work from the inside. And they always underestimate our ability to, to spread information. It's, it's so funny. I'm, I'm going to have to say this. It's so funny how if you read even just like the most, if you read even one well-written chapter in a good book about the institution that was the enslavement of, 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 of Africans, of black people, 
if you read anything about that period from the perspective of those who were oppressed, not from the oppressor's perspective, you'll learn how black people innovated almost in every turn. At every turn, they demonstrated what we call resistant bondage, meaning that they created newspapers while enslaved. They created communication channels. How do you think, how do you think Harriet Tubman saved 750 uh, enslaved people during the Combahee River raid? How do you think she did that? How do you think those 750 black folk made, how do you, know, how do you think they knew to make their way to the riverbank because Harriet was coming? from how many countless different rice plantations in that area. I mean, far reaching plantations in that area. We talk, <laughs> we have all, it ain't even that, we talk, we got cousins, we got folk, we talk. And so when I hear one thing from this person, they never acknowledge they acknowledge my position in the community, but they don't acknowledge like the other part. Like, well, maybe Mika's in community. Assume that I already know. Start, start there. Assume that I already know, <laughs> cause I do. No matter how many times I tell y'all I read the fucking newspaper every day, they still act like I'm just getting this shit from 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 my favorite podcast or some shit. It it, it never ceases to amaze me. And never, and never, Kia, you just wrote on Twitch. Uh, this was even more stupid to release uh, the video during the George Floyd anniversary coming. All right, people's tensions are still high. Uh, you think it's you think it's stupid to release the video? They need to release it. It's actually good. Like, no, release it now. Release it. This is that. That's the problem with Charleston. Everyone wants to fucking break. Shout out to Justin. Conversation we had offline yesterday. You know, this this really is a vacation area. Like in that mentality, that vacation, laid back, laissez faire. Let's crack, let's crack a beer. That mentality has seeped into how people really see their place in community. And so, like, no, ain't no no days off. This is a literal town. This thing, that's the thing. We've fallen for that Charleston is just a tourist destination. No, it's home to citizens, to real families. It's home to people who live here 365. And that's the mentality we have. Oh, this is a vacation destination, so we can't expect much from there. We, we, we only expect to have a good time here. We only want to have, uh, uh, you know, have, have a couple of beers and, and lay out on the beach in Folly. No, this is a literal place where I live. I pay taxes here. I work here. I volunteer here. I organize here, so that the laws and, and, and the policies around me need to need to act like this is more than just fucking Disney World. I know y'all want to make it an antebellum Disney World. I know y'all do. I know. I know it's about to be Sea World, right? Because y'all not really doing what y'all need to do with climate change. But I know y'all want to make it the happiest place on earth. But this is a real ass city with real ass people. And stop treating us like the labor force that you have to quell and pacify and start treating us like constituents that you have to yield to because we put you, we put you in office, period. Oh, I got you, Kia. I know, like, I got you. Yeah, if you would've, I got you, Kia, now. If you would've released this shit off rip, we wouldn't be talking about this shit right now. It's the truth. Thank you, Kia, I got you loud and clear. I, absolutely all right let me play this video now this was from yesterday's there's been a lot of there's been shootings on king street this is a long press conference i want to see if there's first a snippet of it 
um about the press conference let me see mcmaster doing mcmaster like things um we already played this clip let's see let me see let me see all right so we're just going to go ahead and play this this part of this press conference uh welcome everyone thank you for joining us i'm already i'm already ch charged up because i don't like what i'm seeing but um i'm gonna up the volume let me up it on my desktop a little bit r.i.p uh, earbuds if your earbuds get get a little loud sorry i had to turn it up because this is very uh poor quality audio it sounds like in my ear right here adjacent to king street I call it the number one street in America, and what uh, an amazing street it is, and a, a variety that takes place here. In the daytime, it's a retail hub, one of the best in America, and at night, it's a place of fun and restaurants, a place where hospitality is given and received. Can y'all hear this? It's, um, it's just an amazing place. So um, in concert with business folks and uh, exactly bailed out here all us. white We're men announcing a new effort to make king street safer even friendlier and more okay so yeah this is a, this this took place around what two o'clock yesterday afternoon um so now this is the this is um city of charleston this is the title y'all see at the top left above um Ross's head there, City Council person Ross Appel, city uh, of charleston additional safety protocols on king street all right more hospitable, uh, more fun, cleaner, more walkable. Um, but at the I see same you, Kia. time, I see you, Kia. to our citizens that when they come to King Street, we expect them to play. Good by morning, the rules. Abe Jenkins. If you're and watching on Facebook, good morning, Abe. Ordinances and laws. That's what together makes Charleston a great livable city. So a few things I'd like to uh, uh, announce. Uh, first, let me thank uh, my fellow colleagues on City Council that are here, uh, Councilmember Appel and Shade and Del Chapo. And by the way- Oh, Del Chapo's out there. Real quick, Fernando in the chat on Twitch, you're saying, if anyone knows a press conference or information, send me. I will definitely be sharing that. Uh, Quadro Campbell um, just sent out communication last night. He and I spoke yesterday evening. I caught him up to speed with, not caught him up to speed, he's already up to speed, but we he and I talked about like, hey, this article. I think I just might've, caught him up to speed on the brian hicks article quadro has been following and tracking the jamal southern case for from since the beginning but uh he and i spoke and then he went ahead and started the balls in motion set the balls in motion to start um we're going to have a call at 12 o'clock today uh, all hands on deck call black leaders um but fernando i'm roping i'm gonna I'm going to get you in there as well. If you haven't been um, looped in, I'm going to go ahead and share that communication with you. I've already shared it with some other black organizers who are doing good work in Charleston. Um, so Fernando, I got you on that. Um, definitely needs to keep you in the loop so you can also communicate these issues and you can also amplify what's being said. Um, so this is the city protocols. I'm actually going to pause it there real quick, y'all, because somebody... Um, I'm not going to say their name, uh, but somebody sent me um, some interesting information yesterday. So basically this person on Instagram sent me um, the CVB has been forwarding emails to 
people who are, you know how you have to pay a membership to be part of the CBB? Well, CBB sent out emails and they forwarded this communication from, uh, let me see if I got his name at the bottom, from Dustin Thompson, the deputy chief of police with Charleston Police Department. So this communication reads, and this all goes, this all goes together with this press conference right here, right? This, this whole, this, these shenanigans, the, the, the press release, and some of y'all might've gotten this press release, right? It's subject, uh, it's the title of, of the subject is press conference regarding King street and public safety. Good afternoon. Um, if you didn't see the, if you did not see the press conference today, I wanted to make sure that everyone was uh, aware that we have made significant preparations for the CBD, which is the Charleston business district. This is the only part they care about, right? This is the crown jewel of tourism. So they made the police have said deputy Thompson is saying that they've made significant preparations for the CB, the CBD in the coming weekend, following following in the following weekends to address the large crowds and the crime associated. Okay, period. A few of the significant changes will be between 6 p.m. and 3 a.m. on Thursday through Saturday. We will have meters bagged and no parking between Mary Street and Spring Street. At 9 p.m., we will convert King Street into a one-way with traffic flowing south to Calhoun. All right, the northbound lanes will be used for emergency vehicles. Again, this will only be between Mary and Spring Street. We are bringing in additional resources to maintain control of this area. As you might have already seen today in the local news, interest in the death of the Jamal Sutherland, excuse me, interest in the death of Jamal Sutherland at the Charleston County Detention Center continues to gain momentum. We continue to monitor intel Shout out to all you organized out here, uh, giving the police uh, free information without them actually have to do anything. Um, but they're they continue to monitor intel and make adjustments as needed. Now, get this. They say as they have done. As they have done. Get this. Y'all remember when I took the Facebook? Y'all remember when I took the Facebook and I after the election, like, yo, why, why Charleston so quiet after Joe Biden's election? After we got rid of MAGA, why is Charleston so quiet? I thought this was a blue bastion. I thought this was a blue dot in a red, in a sea of red. You remember when I asked y'all that? Like, why was Charleston so quiet? Right? Remember I asked that? So listen, listen what the, this is how uh, Dustin Thompson concludes this statement. I'm going to read it again. As you might have already seen today in the local news, interest in the death of Jamal Sutherland at the Charleston County Detention Center continues to gain momentum. We continue to monitor intel and make adjustments as needed. Hi, I know y'all watching too. Hi. Um, as needed as we have done during the election and the Derek Chauvin verdict. The department is prepared to activate all officers and move to emergency operations if needed, which is SWAT. Uh, please, please feel free to um, reach out to him with any questions. I'll be posting this um, on my Instagram stories so you can reach out directly to, to Deputy Chief City, um, Deputy Chief Dustin Thompson, because we got his information here. So we'll share that since Justin wants to be all on top of it with, with public safety, we'll make sure that Justin Thompson um, gets the love and, 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 and the outreach that he's looking for, right? So we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do that. So here's a little bit more, because I really don't want to listen to this propaganda and this propaganda too much. The way I want to also acknowledge what a tough year it's been for our businesses. Uh, some of our business leaders are here behind me. James McGlone with Prohibition. It's been real hard. 
you know who's like really impacted though? That low wage workforce that don't have no benefits and shitty wages. That's that's who it. I don't drop my shit. That's who it's been real hard for. You know, some of these businesses, I'm not saying it's been easy for businesses, but, you know, I know some businesses that got some, got their hands on some PPP loans and, you know, it's it's just, why, why, why am I saying this? Because they always center businesses. They always center businesses. If this is a, if this is a public safety press conference, let's talk about safety, not securing businesses that are insured that are propped up by millionaire developers Many of who who don't even live here full time. Why do we always center businesses here? And why do we allow our elected officials to do this? They never, they never step up when it comes to, comes to other issues. I never see this type of press release or press conference when you're dealing with the tent cities and the homeless populations that have now popped up in West Ashley because you, you police them out of off the peninsula, right? And out of the alleys and from behind the dumpsters. And off the pier, right? The dock, or uh, you know, down near, near the pineapple fountain, and all that, right? If this is a public safety press conference, let's talk about some public safety. Roy Neal with El Jaffe, Keith Benjamin El with Uptown Social. El Jaffe, you mean El Jefe? Daniel James with Los Olas. Lamar Bonaparte is going to join us. In Fuck Los Olas. We already know Los Olas. Y'all know that's a racist establishment. A lot of these businesses that he's rattling off have a huge issue, have a huge issue. Um, but these are the most vocal business leaders that really, really uh, put a lot of pressure on the mayor. And um, this has been said before, people that I was in community with, um, the CVB is arguably more powerful, more influential than the actual mayor of Charleston. So just so you know that what you're not seeing, you're seeing a couple of business owners and a couple of, of our council people who head up certain committees on city council that deal directly with commerce and with businesses, right? But what you don't see, you don't see Helen Hill up here, which I don't know why she's not up here or whomever is, is at the helm at the CVB. Um, but this is all about the CVB. This is not about public safety. This is not about actually addressing what's causing the crime, right? On, on King Street and, and throughout downtown Charleston. This is not about that. This is about making sure businesses feel like they can make money, especially coming out of uh, COVID-19. In a minute, minute with the Republic Group. Y'all, they, they've had a pretty rough year. Uh, COVID uh, really knocked the- I'm not sympathetic. And out of business uh, in America, and particularly on King Street. So we wanna do everything to help them get back to regular business. And I must say, it feels like somebody just hit the switch, right? A few weeks ago that people started coming back to Charleston, coming hit this. A few remarks. Roy? I'm fast forwarding to, to this person right here. Thank you, Mayor. This is the dude that owns El Jefe, I think. Thank you. Well, I, I can't speak for all the business owners, but we had a great meeting today. And, uh, you know, as a business owner on King Street. All white men. All white men. We're blessed to have the here, oh here comes the council person customers come back and support King Street and support this viable viable lovely city we have but we also are thankful for City Council and the police department and the fire department to really looking forward to helping us stay safe 
and bring the business back because there are a lot of people that want to come here in Charleston. So I think these actions, even though turning King Street into a one-way route for these, these few nights each week, will actually help us because, you know, most of our patrons are walking and we just want a nice, safe environment out there. So I, I thank you all for... It's so funny. It's just like, it's just like well, I'm going to stop here because I got to get the fuck off because I'm tired and I'm, I'm cursing. What's up, Honor Marks on... Um Honor Marks on Facebook, you wrote the Billionaires Run the World show in Charleston. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really that sympathetic to a bunch of uh, whatever. Um yeah, I wanna know why there's violence on King Street. Right? Law enforcement. I wanna know why there's violence on King Street. What's causing it? What's the root cause? Right? And I would argue, much like some of the environmental issues that Charleston's contending with, I would argue that when you when you push people and forces so far that the, the, there's a reverse reaction. When you push people so far, things have, when you push these natural resources, like you kept filling in the creek over there, uh, over there and back to green, and the, the water just coming back home. That's why it floods over there on President Street, because you filled it in, and you filled it in irresponsibly, and, you, and instead of working with nature, you work against. I, I have a feeling that, 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 that some chickens are coming home to roost on King Street. Um, and I also want to remind you all that this is nothing new. King Street has been always been a lightning rod for controversy. Um, it's always been a place that has not been hospitable to black bodies. And you're like, well, what this got to do with, with you know the shootings? It has everything to do with it. This is the under current here this is the thing that's bubbling below the surface here that contributes to these issues and so when you mix in enough alcohol which you love plying your your guests with right when you mix in some alcohol you mix in that cocaine that y'all love to, to enjoy you mix in all of that and then also you make you sprinkle in a little uh, uh economic you know economic issues low-wage jobs black people not having a place to go to where they feel safe or appreciated culturally not having any black, not having enough black owned businesses on King to take advantage of all of this wealth and this billion dollar tourism, tourism industry. You mix in all those things and you're going to get unrest and you're going to get a lot of bullshit. They're not, people need opportunities. People need to be heard. People need places to let that, let go. I don't believe that this is a, a, a gang war, a turf war. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. These are these these are chickens coming home to roost. These are these are the social economic issues that are manifesting in these violent ways. And while I would never condone violence, I would never condone violence of any kind. And I never said that. And, and if someone tries to misconstrue that, um, I would never condone violence. But what I am saying is that I'm more interested in knowing why. I'm more interested in learning why this stuff is happening. Not, I'm, I'm less interested in, in in hearing about this this plan to. To keep wealthy white men, you know, in bad polo shirts, keep them feeling safe. You know, you know, arguably you could say a lot of wealthy people profited from the pandemic. I don't even think that's an argument. I think that's a truth. Not everybody, but a lot of wealthy people made out great in the pandemic. A lot of a lot of wealthy people grew their businesses during a pandemic. A lot of wealthy people came out ahead during the pandemic. And the people that suffered the most is that is that low wage workforce. It's the it's the women and men and women that invisible workforce that keeps these 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 the hospitality industry buzzing that cleans the dishes in the back that you know that turns down the beds at, at your favorite hotel, right? That takes care of your kids while you go enjoy the city. So look out for the horrible cocaine. 
<laughs> yeah, a lot of cokeheads. Ask me how I know. Former Uber driver. Ask me how I know. Um, a lot of coke. Like I just want to say that y'all, a lot of cocaine, a lot. That PGA tour is gonna really gonna be lit. <laughs> that PGA shit. All right, uh, I'm gonna call it a day there. Uh, Tisha on Facebook. Yeah, this rage. Let me see. Let me read this before I head off. Letitia dropping jewels. There is rage there from the blood of our ancestors. Absolutely. 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 All right, y'all. Um, look out for more. Please stay tuned to the Charleston Activist Network on IG. Um, please stay tuned. The algorithm is trash. <laughs> so just continue to just to stay tuned there. I will. I've, I've already started calling in the big dogs and I ain't even start really digging in yet. And we're going to get national. Kia, to your earlier point, we're going to get some national eyes on this. Yeah, we're calling for Bakari. Yup, we're calling for Roland Martin. We're calling for Black Voters Matter. Already on the phone with them. Shout out Cliff Albright. Right. We're calling in people who have reached to help us amplify this issue here. And we want that tape released before you get me in any room. One of our demands, I don't mind sharing this. One of the demands that we will be making is that that tape be released and be released immediately. Period. All right. Y'all take care of yourselves. Um, be safe. Black people out there. Hold yourself and send some prayers and love to the Sutherland family. I know I can talk talk really hot and get really up i really do when i mean it when i say we need to talk about this family we need to think about this family care for this family care for this family in ways that we never did for the the, the victims of mother emmanuel there's a lot of ptsd that we don't talk about there's a lot of trauma that we don't talk about so we can hold space and love on this family right we can do that and we can also talk about the broader issues and the impact of this man's death, this young, this young person's death. We can talk about the impact of his death and how what the, what the impact looks like on our community, on our system, the systems that are supposed to police our bodies. Don't let them use that family against us. Don't let them. I'm sure the family don't want that to happen. Don't let them use that family. We could talk about the family and talk about reform at the same time. We can love on that family and talk about true accountability and justice at the same time. All right. Take care, y'all.